0: Hello everybody, welcome. I almost wanted to say the first episode of the podcast is good. It is not the first episode, it is the rebirth, the rising out of the ashes of the podcast is good. I am your host, Jacob Rude. Uh, joining me is our fearless leader, Austin. Austin Bud, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing alright, how about you?
0: Um, well, as we discussed... Beforehand, we have the proper drinks uh, in our system to discuss Indiana football, uh, particularly after last week, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, But yeah, we are back. We are officially back this time. We are with SB Nation's podcast network. We, uh, We promise there won't be four weeks and then we'll be gone again. Uh, We really are here to stay this time as a podcast. We're looking, uh, most likely, at least during football season, to be uh, once a week. uh, Talk to you guys about the week prior and then preview the next game coming up, um, which we will do today. Um, And we will give you guys, once we get everything set up, we'll give you all the information as to where to find us at. We'll be at the normal places, iTunes, Spotify, things like that. For now, most of you have probably found us on the website itself. Um, but regardless how you found us, thank you for listening to us. Um, and once you can, any rating and review uh, you guys can give us helps us out tremendously. But uh, as I take a, a big swig of my drink, let's talk about... Uh, Indiana football last week. Um, The good news is at no point did Indiana set set its fans up for heartbreak because, boy almighty, did they just go out and lay a massive egg on Saturday against Ohio State.
1: It was bad, man. I mean, I just... It was almost unbearable. There were Ohio State fans everywhere. The Buckeyes were rolling. It it just, it was hard to watch at times, particularly the Indiana offense. Just, you know, I mean, it felt like it, you know, looking at the box score, it's kind of just like confirming what you believe. Like, oh, yeah, Indiana had 42 rushing yards as a team. Yeah, that sounds a bit off. 1.4 yards per carry. Yeah, sure. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah they were terrible they couldn't get a push and then you know on defense the indiana indiana couldn't attack you know the the ohio state offense kind of just initiated everything they controlled the tempo they controlled the line of scrimmage they just indiana had nothing for ohio state this year it was nothing like it's been in the past between these two teams you know which we talked about all week leading up to it and then Yeah, the Hoosiers just kind of turned us into liars.
0: So there's a couple stats. You mentioned I think this game was really won or lost, well, lost particularly, uh, on the line. Um, Ohio State just dominated both sides. The defense, which we'll jump into a little bit more, has been, continues to be a problem. Uh, Allen said at his press conference this week there were 11 plays where missed tackles occurred, 16 missed tackles occurred within those plays, and resulted in 166 yards for Ohio State. Um, this was just, I, I really only paid attention to about the first quarter, if that, because I mean, honestly, it was just entirely evident from the start that this was going to be a beating. Um And, I mean, in some regard, I guess it's par for the course. I mean, you have a stat about Tom Allen as the underdog now after uh, last week. What was that stat?
1: Yeah, um, as the underdog, it it was widely circulated on Twitter. Tom Allen is one of two coaches in the country who just has never won as an underdog before. him, and it's Jim Harbaugh. So he's got good company, I guess, if you're very satisfied with making bowl games and not beating your rivals. So um, Tom Allen is 0 and 14 as an underdog in Vegas. Harbaugh's 0 and um, 6. The the I just want to put a positive sin on that. Um, it was the uh, it was Pun punt that tweeted this out, but he actually Tom Allen has been very good in games where he's a favorite. Um, he's actually 12 and 2. The, the two losses being Maryland in 2017 and Minnesota in 2018. I'm sure that a lot of people don't want to remember those very, very terribly stupid footballs, which took place on a Friday night in Minnesota. Um, so I guess the positive spin is when Tom Allen is supposed to win, he wins. When he's supposed to lose, he loses. Uh, too bad that he's supposed to lose a lot.
0: This would be a lot better if we were Alabama instead of Indiana. Um, so yeah, that... we I don't think anybody ever had any realistic ideas of us beating Ohio State, but I think what we all kind of expected is what had happened in years past, where we were able to at least hang with them. There was nothing optimistic to take away from from last week's game, and really, we probably should have seen it coming. It it started about this time last week, um, that the rumors kind of started circulating, and then Allen kind of addressed it himself, that, uh, Penix was not practicing, and odds are, if you're not practicing three days before Ohio State, you're probably not going to play, and he did not play, um... I don't think there's really been any kind of a official update other than he's week-to-week, week, I think, or game-to-game, day-to-day, whatever verbiage you want to use.
1: I believe the official verbiage was that he's a game-time decision, which uh, probably means that he's not going to play, but uh, Tom Allen wants UConn to have to worry about him. So, I know that I'm not expecting Mike Pennant on Saturday, um, but we'll see... How well Tom Allen's bluff works, or if Penix might actually play, I don't know. But I'm not expecting it. I'm not positive about that.
0: So what we did get was another dose of Peyton Ramsey, who um, he lost out the starting job in the off season, and, and it came as really no surprise that he. I mean, he looked like the guy that he's been for three years now, um, which is kind of part of the problem with him. Um, Like we said, part of it um, wasn't really his fault. He was sacked six times. Um, The offensive line continues to be a big problem. But he didn't exactly light the world on fire. Penix has had to work behind that same offensive line, albeit not against Ohio State's defensive line. But he's able to at least make things happen. Peyton Ramsey uh, made... Nothing happened. The team's best pass play came from Donovan Hale.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all for Donovan Hale as next week's starting quarterback.
0: Oh, well, uh, I, I'd at least try it, Wildcat. Uh, but I, I was just going to say, um, at this point, I wanted to write an article saying Peyton Ramsey shouldn't start for IU, but I wrote that article last year. And it's just kind of redundant at this point. At this point, I mean, what do you make of Peyton Ramsey? And, I mean, is it worth keeping trotting him out there when a guy like Jack Tuttle is sitting behind him?
1: I, at this point, I I think that the fewer doses of Peyton Ramsey I have to deal with, the the, the better. Uh, I'm not a fan of his game. Um, I've never really been a fan of his game. I mean, I won't be over for Richard Lego, but that was a much different time for IU. That was a different offensive line, a different offense, and his skill set was better suited than Lego's because Lego's skill set was still in firing hundred and five mile per hour rockets. Um, but now when you have a guy like Penix, it was a no brainer for me to think, you know, hey Penix is the guy. Now, with no Penix, um, it's kind of interesting because I think that if Dak Tuttle was good enough to be out there playing, he would be. Uh, I just, I think that based on the way the coaching staff has treated him in terms of playing time, he's not ready. Uh, I mean, after all, he's a redshirt freshman. Redshirted at Utah last year. He's only been in Kalen DeBoer's offense for however many months. He has extremely limited experience. So I could see, you know, he did come in and play a little bit against Ohio State. I don't think he did anything tremendous. I don't know if anybody was watching when he was doing that. But Mike Penix just needs to get healthy. And it's we need to get through this season and Peyton Ramsey. Perfect map quarterback. <laughs> he is. Hopefully once Penix gets healthy. The only time the only time we'll see Peyton Ramsey again is maybe next year's ball state game when, you know, he comes to Bloomington. Or um perhaps I don't know. In garbage time of a you know blowout of Mississippi State, maybe? Well, I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, I was going to say blowout of, of Purdue. He can come in in garbage time, but I'll take Mississippi State, too. Um, for me, I, I just don't really know what Peyton Ramsey does that Jack Tuttle couldn't at this point. Um, I, too, was on the Peyton Ramsey train two years ago because... At the time, as a, I believe he was a sophomore at the time. Um, this version of him as a sophomore seemed like there was a lot of promise. The problem is, he's essentially the same quarterback with the same type of flaws, notably his arm strength. He attempted 33 passes for 162 yards on Saturday. Um, so, I... I mean, it's hard to, to be too critical on them against Ohio State because I think Ohio State is legitimately good. Like, college football playoff, very good.
1: Yeah, Ohio State is 3C in the CFP, uh-huh. making off whoever the two is good. Um, it, at least in my opinion at this point in time. they yeah. just I think Justin Fields is a legitimate Heisman contender. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, really good running back. They're, both of their lines are truly, truly solid. Um, and Tr- Chase Young is probably a top five pick in the NFL draft coming up, plain and simple. Yeah, so
0: I don't want to be too overreactionary, which we'll talk about here when we preview next week. But, man, Ramsey just – when I when he stepped onto the field with the offense – it's just such a different feeling than when Penix is out there. And, I mean, at this point, I think they would win the UConn game with either of them at quarterback, and I would almost just put Tuttle out there just to see what they have, um, which they may split time. It, hopefully, if everything goes to plan, IU jumps out to a big lead, and then Tuttle can go out there and get some more minutes. Um on Sunday, But, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just so frustrating watching this offense with Peyton Ramsey. And, like, the right system, if you have a good line where he just needs to manage a game, potentially he could be decent. But that is nowhere near what Indiana
1: is. He could manage a game just fine for Michigan State or Wisconsin. I mean, he could totally do the Brian Lewerke thing where he's not good, but... He might have a weapon or two and guys the block for him and that's really good and he'll make it work. Um, but, yeah, that, that's not working at Indiana. You need somebody who's a game changer, and that's Mike Penix and not Peyton Ramsey. I, I think that the thing that sticks in my mind the most from his performance against Ohio State was the play before the Donovan Hale touchdown pass. Wap failure was wide open down the field just completely by himself in the seam. There wasn't a defender within I don't know, maybe ten yards, any direction. He was wide open. Couldn't have been more open. Uh the the way that the play was drawn up was great. He was it was a guaranteed touchdown. All you have to do is throw the ball. And he missed him. And that yeah, that basically just sums it up. He he just he didn't even say him. He just opted to not throw the long ball and there went a touchdown luckily um they ran the trick play and still scored the touchdown anyway but it didn't end up mattering in the slightest so but that stuck out to me the fact that he had a wide open receiver 35 yards down the field for a touchdown and just said no i'm good yeah and those are the types of
0: plays that he should be making those reads on with his, even if it's a new offense, it's his third year, second, well, third year he's started a game. So a couple other quick things from last week. Offensive line, as we said, continues to be a massive problem, which is odd. We were talking beforehand. This is a line made up of a lot of veteran players, aside from, from one member of it, I mean, is there any real explanation for why this offensive line sh- is struggling so much?
1: I, I have no idea. I mean, it, it seems like all of the pieces are there. You've got Coy Kronk and Hunter Littlejohn, two veteran guys who have all this experience, and in a perfect world, they're set up to maybe be fringe NFL guys, and, you know, kind of the way that Indiana offensive lines have been in the past, where you have a guy like... Maybe not a Dan Feeney, but you've got a guy in there like a Brandon Knight who is pretty decent. You know, should be playing well, um, but for some reason, even though they have Kronk and Little John, and even though Caleb Jones is the largest human being I've ever seen, and even though you know, it, it just it's not working, and I don't know particularly why. Um, I can't tell you, but they can't get a push. Indiana can't get a running game, 1.4 yards per carry last week. And at the same time, they couldn't protect Peyton Ramsey. So obviously Ohio State is a big, 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 big challenge, but they, they didn't, they didn't perform well against Ball State. And I mean, they, they performed fine against Eastern Illinois, but an offensive line composed of, you know, you, me, Alex Robbins, uh, hell, put Swick at center, Robin, Kyle Robbins at left tackle, and maybe, maybe that's fine. Yeah. It's not hard to do well against Eastern Illinois. So we don't have a lot of data points yet, but the ones that we have point to this offensive line not being great.
0: Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Not to pick on them for specifically last week, but this is a line that struggled against the only other FBS team they played.
1: Yeah, no, they, they played a MAC team and didn't didn't play well, so that's not a good sign.
0: Yeah, so as, as long as they can't, I mean, this is the same old song and dance for the last couple years with Indiana, but as, as long as they can't really establish the run, it's gonna everything just kind of deteriorates from there, uh, particularly when Pinnocks isn't in. Um, the last thing which we touched on a bit, the defense was horribly exposed again so the same problems again that, uh, that were apparent in the Ball State game they can't make tackles um, as I said earlier they had 16 missed tackles for over 150 yards um, this isn't even a problem specific to this season it was a problem last season as well uh, it's another thing that's hard to really attribute to anything, I guess my question is Is do you see Tom Allen taking over this defense? He's not calling the plays. Is that going to be something where he jumps in thinking that that's going to fix things? Do you see him taking over play calling duty here in the near future?
1: I really hope not because the, the thing that I really don't want to see out of Tom Allen is any sort of waffling. Um... We we talked, for some reason, I think, um, either earlier this week, maybe last week, week before, we were talking about um, maybe he decides something different about Michael Penix. Because I, I remember after um, the Eastern Illinois game, uh, there was that quote that he had where he said, you know, we wanted to get Peyton reps because we're going to need him. And the, the news hadn't broken about Penix's injury yet. So we were kind of like, is he waffling on his commitment to Penix? And and I just, I'm a firm believer in Tom Allen and what he's doing, but if he's going to make a decision like Michael Penix is my starting quarterback or like Kane Womack is my defensive coordinator, then unless something is just egregiously terribly wrong and your hand is forced, stick with it. You know, I, I mean, I, I you want strong leadership, and I think that if Allen made that decision over the offseason and after three, four, five weeks he flips on it, that that's not a good look. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that Tom Allen will just let things ride, continue to you know be the CEO. I mean, he's still in meetings with the defense, and he's still you know. He's still overseeing things, he's just not calling plays. So I, I think that there are other ways that he can kind of try to influence a change other than taking over play calling.
0: And the, this isn't a play calling issue either. This is a just a fundamental issue. Um, the guys yeah, agreed. Are, yeah, the guys are there, they're just not making the tackles. Um, the main point I was going to make is I agree with what you said, I think in particular, if he comes in and um, takes over play-calling duty, he undermines his defensive coordinator, and I don't know that you can just hand him play-calling duty back again at that point, which it's kind of an irreversible move that one that you shouldn't make with, I mean, any time this season, if he were to take over, I would think it'd be the wrong call. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's all we're going to talk about with the Ohio State game. Wipe your hands clean of it.
1: Hopefully yes, let's we, never speak of it again.
0: Yeah, never. let's never talk about that game. It's in the past. Um, we'll take a quick, quick break here, and when we come back, we will uh, preview, hopefully, a, a win next week. The good news is after... What is hopefully the worst week of the season IU comes back with a game that should be One of the easier games of the season At least on paper Um, IU comes into the UConn game A 27 point favorite Um, UConn had a bye week last week They opened the season um, against Wagner With a 3 point win and then lost to Lovey Smiths Illinois uh, by eight points before the bye week. Um, Austin, is there any reason to be concerned about UConn?
1: Um, this is an audio medium, but I'm going to give the the quotation mark no, um, famously made famous by Drill. No, don't don't worry about UConn. The scouting report on the Huskies is that they're bad. Yeah. If you look at SP Plus, it ranks all 130 college football teams, and UConn is 124th. They're one spot behind New Mexico State. They're one spot ahead of UT San Antonio. So, I I just I don't see a reason to be particularly scared. By the Huskies, none of the numbers make them look like they're a very good team. I mean they they can't run the ball. They they average two point seven yards per carry, and that's against Illinois and Wagner. That's that's where those numbers come from. They can't run the ball against a FCS team and also Illinois, which Illinois is not good. FAMOUSLY, not good. Um, it. it They can't pass the ball, they can't, you know, I mean, the best thing that they've got going for them is maybe, I mean, they gave up 31 points to Illinois, and maybe Brandon Peters is a decent quarterback. I, I think that he's actually not terrible, maybe. Um, So, but they gave up 21 points to an FCS team and not even a good one. It's not like they brought South Dakota State in or North Dakota State. They brought in Wagner, who last made the FCS playoffs in 2012, apparently, which is a thing that I learned through, you know, searching what a Wagner college is. I don't know that place. Nobody does. It apparently exists. And UConn barely beat them.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned S P Plus. They give Indiana 97% chance of winning this game. Their projected margin is 32.2 points.
1: Yeah, it's not every it's not every day that the Hoosiers are not only four touchdown favorites, but they're also projected to cover. It, it just I don't see a reason to be as worried as some people are.
0: Um, I actually think, you covered against Eastern Illinois too, which
1: they did, um,
0: which is the rare. Hoosiers.
1: They did cover against Eastern Illinois.
0: Um,
1: but you mentioned
0: which we talked about a little bit. Um a bit of an overreaction to how how poorly IU played against Ohio State, which in one regard is fair because that was just from like an effort and execution standpoint, def, I would say definitely the worst game under Tom Allen and one of the worst in recent years.
1: Yeah, is, it wasn't good. Yeah,
0: is there any, I mean there isn't really any reason to worry yet though, is there?
1: I think that if you're going to be worried about anything with this Hoosier team in terms of how they performed against Ohio State, who, we said, should be a college football playoff team, you should worry about Indiana's ability to compete with Michigan, Penn State. Don't worry about UConn. W- worry about the big fish. You know, w- worry about you know, the, the Michigan State game next week, if you're gonna worry about anything coming up soon. You know, don't worry about Yukon. Don't you know, oh they performed so poorly against Ohio State. They'll be lucky to pull out a win against Yukon. No, that that's just it, it we've seen that a lot on Twitter. We've seen that a lot, you know, in you know comments sections, in discussion boards and I just I don't understand why. I mean I guess it's easy to react violently when the Hoosiers performed as pitifully as they did because as we mentioned, that was just a truly, truly terrible performance. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that Indiana is a worse team than they were when they beat Ball State by 10. You know, people were worried then too. So I, I think that I think that for now, Indiana's fine. Um, I'm not terribly worried. The percentages, the numbers still say that Indiana should be good. They should be just fine, despite the fact that they lost to the number six team in the country. So, I'm not concerned.
0: The only thing I am worried about with this team right now is how quickly Penix will be back on the field. Because, I mean, honestly, with him, the offense is good enough. I don't know necessarily we would have hung in there Saturday, but against some of the bigger schools...
1: I Michigan think, State?
0: Yeah, precisely. I think that he can keep the offense in the game and score enough points. Um, but if Peyton Ramsey's there, it's an entirely different proposition. But for this week, with Ramsey, with Tuttle, with Donovan Hale, I think IU would should comfortably win against Connecticut.
1: To go back to something that you were just saying really quickly, you know, you mentioned how you think that Penix gives them a chance against some of the bigger teams. I would like to kindly ask our audience to put on their tinfoil caps with me for a second. We are going to go uh, conspiracy theory. I think that there is a non zero possibility that when Indiana learned that Mike Penix was hurt, They figured that there was no need to rush him back for Ohio State because Ohio State was going to, you know, whip their ass. And there's no need to rush him back for UConn because they're going to whip UConn's ass. So the target date this entire time for the return of Mike Penix has been September 28th against Michigan State. That's been the goal this whole time, if you subscribe to my new conspiracy theory that I am introducing right now.
0: Uh... I mean, it would shock me. I don't know that they would have necessarily tossed in the hat so easily against Ohio State, but it wouldn't have shocked me because
1: if... Yeah, they're never going to publicly punt like yeah, that, but, yeah. I mean, it's believable.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, seeing how it played out, I mean, maybe I, Penix wouldn't have really made a whole lot of difference.
1: Mike Penix wasn't playing safety and making all them tackles.
0: Yeah, well, he probably could have tackled about as well as some of the guys <laughs> out there. Um so final thing, Austin, your prediction uh score and prediction for Saturday's game.
1: Oh well I, I've I've been asked about this a few times and I've been kind of erring on the side of Vegas. I, I think Hoosier's by, you know, twenty twenty eight ish is good. Let's say let's say Indiana thirty eight UConn 10. Let's say that the defense steps up big and they only give up 10 points to the Turbo Bad team.
0: I would be surprised if IU scored that many points with the Ramsey quarterback. I would be pleasantly surprised, but I'd be surprised nonetheless. Um, I will say, I think it's a win. I don't know that they necessarily cover. I would say something like maybe 31-13 um IU uh which may speak more about my lack of confidence in Ramsey than anything else. But for now it should be another step towards nine win nine Windiana.
1: Um I think that this might be a chance for the Indiana to finally establish the run game, which would take a load off of Ramsey. You wouldn't have to rely on him. Maybe Stevie Scott will finally put up you know just a ton of yards they'll run in a few touchdowns and maybe that's how Indiana will score the ball this weekend.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't want to jump too deep back into it, but that's the other frustrating part about this offensive line struggle is that Indiana has some really good running backs and they have nowhere to go uh, when they get the ball. Stevie Scott, Ronnie Walker,
1: um, Samson James.
0: Yeah. The freshman from Avon, um, but those guys aren't getting the, the openings to run through most of the time, especially last week. So that'd be tremendous if they can get the run game on track. Um, that would be the, the biggest positive that I could uh, reasonably imagine from, from this game. So, uh, Austin, thank you for joining me. I'm sure you, we will be having this discussion many times in the coming weeks.
1: Oh yes, I'm sure that we'll keep beating our heads against the wall for the rest of the season, expecting different results. We're we're excited about it, folks. You're hearing it more and more, and we're looking into it.
0: The good news is we definitely have basketball to look forward to once this drives us nuts. Oh, uh, that that's
1: don't don't talk to me about basketball, <laughs> please. Can we just save that for another month, two months? We'll get to that
0: uh, eventually down the road. But for now, thank you everybody for listening. Um. We'll, we'll be sure to get things ironed out here and um, try to get this going and get this uh, this podcast a little smoother, obviously, as we go. Um, and like I said, if if you guys are listening to this on Spotify or on iTunes, anything like that, if you can, give us a rating and review. It helps out a ton. Um, but yeah, for Austin, this is Jacob signing off. Have a great one, everybody.